Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 84 for the 17th of July, 2008. How you doing, James? I'm very well, thanks, Ian. And yourself? I'm all right. Here we are on, on an actual couch. Real ca- well, not on the same one, I must point out, <laughs> but it's close right. enough. Here we are um, in sunny Putney. Very comfy couch it is, too. Mm. Mm. There's been a week where there's been an amazing smattering of all sorts of news Indeed. this week. So we've got the standard on-the-couch news mix of business, technology news. Content delivery, mobile gaming. And other... Definitely. Frankly, weird stuff. <laughs> weird stuff. Um, and quite a lot of gaming news um, mm. this week as well, but we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, so, um, if we look at the kind of business news, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk at the moment about advertising, and obviously, I mean, I've, I've read some things about how, from an, in, from an advertising perspective, although the global economies are on kind of a downturn, there's a number of things that could be making it on an upturn. You've got Olympics, happens every four years. UEFA Cup, which happens every two years. So generally, maybe things are up, although I've heard things about TV stations not being able to sell their inventory for Olympic advertising and things wow. like that. Um, but this is about internet advertising. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, internet advertising budgets have slowed down in growth. They're still going up. Let's right. put it in perspective here. But dropping... 12% of internet budgets were revised down, which is a 5% wow. increase on the year mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So, But you know, that's a bit of a statistical... <laughs> Confusion, <laughs> I think. with this, 88% of internet budgets were revised up then. <laughs> yes, so still most of them went up. Yeah. Presumably less than than last year. I, I mean, we were talking last week about ITV and um, how its budgets, how its uh, expectations for advertising has mm. dropped by 12% year on year. Yeah. And uh, here we're seeing internet spend... Still increasing, but not increasing yeah. as fast as before. And I think the the thing here is that traditional media, TV, press, outdoor, and radio reported a net decline of thirteen percent, um, including uh, PR and events slumping by eleven percent. So people tend to be looking at more mm. direct marketing, as right. well, rather than just blanket. I mean, we're we seeing internet advertising is more direct marketing these days. Typically, it's more accountable, cost per click. So you know, watch out for the advertising. Area. I mean, clearly, some things cannot cease advertising when times are bad. Otherwise, yeah, they just won't get. They just won't sell at all. And in certainly some markets, such as um, Asia and China, new consumers are coming online, and unless mm, you can still broadcast growth. to them all, you're not going to sell your new product. Yeah, you know, people exactly. who can afford shampoo for the first time need to know which brand to buy. Exactly. Not saying that everyone in Asia doesn't wash their hair. <laughs> um, I think we just lost all our Asian oops. Um, anyway, which brand do you prefer? Uh, <laughs> Any's good. Yes. Um, other businessy type news is PC, PCCW, mm-hmm. which is um, runs in Hong Kong. It's the telco and does uh, IPTV there on the the Now TV platform. You've spent some time in Hong Kong. <laughs> Indeed, I have. And PCCW is the like the domestic equivalent of British Telecom or AT and T, I guess in mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Um, they were. a Public organisation privatised. PCCW bought them, and now they're looking to spin out, sell off some elements of it, including some of their existing shareholders, which include China Netcom, big 
telco in there and the IPTV provider in China. So um, is that the organization trying to get out of IPTV, capitalize on it? Mm. They've well, got I mean, a lot of... PCCW is the biggest, one of the biggest IPTV yeah. networks in the world. Although I think, you know, France eclipses them in size of number of subscribers. Or right. I say, I mean, and subscribers is very loosely put here I mean, mm. because they're... And with BT Vision with their... They're triple plays. They're not yeah. necessarily paying money. Um, mm. Although it must be said, I guess BT Vision in the UK has just tried to bundle in the sports package. Right. We blue take the service as well. So um, I think things are changing and maybe it, it does perhaps legitimize the business model for IPTV. Mm. Makes it worthwhile from a investor perspective. But uh, there we go. And moving on to technology news, mm. we have uh, Kellyville saying that Google Maps is coming to the UK. Yeah, there were lots of um, people seeing black cars driving around with funny sort of periscopes on the, top. on the top. And the the article we found is uh, talks about uh, it says uh, we gave it back to the the Google guys after spotting them. But effectively, <laughs> what they did is spot the cars and put where uh, the spots were on Google Maps. On Google Maps, <laughs> which is not what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, if you saw the Google car, you know, driving around, mm. and what you do is race home, draw yourself a big sign that says something interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Buy, buy, buy something. something yeah, yeah, advertise right. on it. <laughs> then race around to where the car's coming, just stand at the corner, you know, holding the <laughs> sign, going, ha do it again. <laughs> and then do it somewhere else. Like, the only, I remember when they first started doing the US, people were suing them because they were caught smoking by their wives on street corners and things like that, <laughs> right. or other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they've been filmed on Google Maps. But I think it just seemed a bit sort of you know, like Andy Warhol, where you look at the, there's the guy with a can of soup with a picture of a guy holding a can of soup with a picture mm. of a guy mm. so it's a bit like mm-hmm. the, the mashup was quite interesting but I guess it shows that Google's serious about mapping mm. not just the surface but the, like the 3D yeah. world that would be cool which I wish they'd get sort the maps out first I mean I know the actual the Google maps? maps are wrong in ancient, London ancient. the number of times I've gone somewhere based on the postcode on Google Maps and gone this isn't the place I first thought oh, of that doesn't bode well oh, so we'll we'll a bit of that self yeah. so we'll hope that works um other news which I thought was interesting in the technology area was on the first one and a half terabyte desktop drive. So it's a three and a half inch unit from um, Seagate, Barracuda. And this is amazing. 7,211. So it's a 7,200 RPM. Four platters, 300 and... or three, Is it three platters? No, it's four platters. Four platters, 375 gigabytes per platter. That's a that's, lot of stuff. That's amazing. I mean, it's only a, a little while ago that there was a one terabyte drive. And now they've hopped straight from 750 yeah. to 1 terabyte to 1.5 well, terabytes. in a few days, but I mean, that's just... Uh, that's amazing. So a, a two-drive, I guess a limited amount of RAID, 3 terabyte NAS mm-hmm. could be where it goes. No word on the price here. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> if you <laughs> need to expensive. ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just... Uh, I was saying earlier on that I just bought a 32 gig solid state drive, effectively. Nice. Um, but that was, I don't know, 80 quid or something. That's not too bad. Which isn't too bad. Yeah. But then, you know, the, the, we record this on, what, four gig? Four gig cards, which yeah. Which are probably 20 quid each. <laughs> so, but I guess it's 20 quid. I mean, 32 gigs, solid state, and it's a yeah, it's an Express Card 34 format, mm. which comes with a USB 2 adapter. So. Mm. Nice. So, we'll see. I'm hoping to use that as a bit of backup for a laptop mm-hmm. and maybe video recording if it can handle the bus speeds, but we'll see. Let you know how that goes, listeners. Interesting, um, 1.5 terabytes, that's amazing. All right, so that's uh, a storage update. And uh, we've got some information here on targeted ads. Yeah, we, we touched on, I guess, targeting being a thing that people are, are looking more at at the moment. Um, 
This is a company called Vio. Mm-hmm. Do you pronounce it Vio? V e o h Vio. Yeah, I guess it must be Vio. And they they've just launched a behavioral targeting advertising program. What do they mean by behavioral? Like it what you're watching? Points. I mean, I think that's the the tricky part about targeted advertising. Um, mm-hmm. Advertising is a bit tricky, isn't it? Because you advertising is good when it's relevant, but you didn't mm. notice it. Mm. You go, oh, actually, that's what I'm looking for. Well, that's mm. good. Well, it's like when you're looking to buy a fridge and all you oh. see is fridge adverts, but you never saw them before. Yeah, or it's intrusive where you think, why yeah. is this on? I don't really yeah. want to watch this. I don't need this. a car. Why I am I watching this. a car? Yeah. I, you know. So behavioral ads, I guess they have to work at how you behave, which is pretty tricky, really. So presumably to see what ads you responded to in the past or what programs you watch? Or well, maybe the formats as well. Because mm. you'll look at you know which ads work mm-hmm. in which place. Uh, and they're saying they have uh, Ted Dunning, who's the chief scientist of VO. Mm-hmm. And he previously built the recommendation engine at Music Match, right? And uh, looked at credit card fraud detection algorithms, and so he's obviously good at looking at patterns and looking at systematic kind of data matching exercises. Yeah, and he claims that Vio's systems are twice as good as ones which aren't behaviorally targeted. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then he would. Good luck. Um, no, I think it's it's a lofty goals. Um, and he's just saying it's not just about what you show, but how you show it. And I think that's that's got to be the holy grail of advertising. Yeah. Show the right thing to the right person in the right format at the right time. Hmm. And they're going to be receptive. Yeah. And um, um, that's that's why Google's got it all down, because when you type in a search term, you're looking for something to do with that thing anyway. Yeah, if someone's bought the ad word, but then that doesn't cope with the presentation side as well. You're not necessarily mm. looking for it to be shown in the format of a kind of just a, a clickable link. You might want to see more. Hmm, interesting. Indeedy. Um Rapidly moving on now, um, in the content delivery world, mm-hmm. a couple of things have popped up in the last week. Um, one, I guess, not segueing into gaming, but Sony announced they were going to be delivering video finally to the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that working yet? Not in the UK. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it's in the US, obviously. Right. Uh, I did look on with my PS3 the other day when I got over the dodgy download. I had to oh, do so it. you it was bypassed qu- it? And I think it was just a patch because it wasn't a full multi-download. Okay. I didn't actually watch it install, but uh, there were some videos available for download in the UK, but it was some dodgy homemade <laughs> handy cam stuff. <laughs> um, you know, kind of viral Sony, isn't this really cool kind right. of stuff? But okay. I'm not sure. I'd only watched... I, I didn't even watch about 10 seconds because it was progressive download 720p and it wasn't the best <laughs> okay some guy in a camper van doing something <laughs> I mean it was just uh, hasn't got my vote um, okay so yeah so I mean, more, more to come on uh, more PS3 to come there. iTunes has gotten hands down certainly here in the UK at the moment right. but I guess it makes sense to have it available on the console mm. as a majority of people are buying the console mm. as a Blu-ray player mm. that would seem so um, Movie Beam was in the news what's um well, they've, uh, I mean, Movie Beam, and uh, from what I understand, Movie Beam worked by using, is it blank spectrum, like an empty white space spectrum in between TV channels to actually download well, stuff that to some the wacky box. means of distributing over the air, yeah. Yeah, and they were able to, uh, they're planning on delivering a an assortment of heavily compressed HD and SD movies. But basically, I think you found that you bought the box for a... a Right, a nominal fee. That's right. It was Disney. Took it yeah. home. It's preloaded with content. Right, and the content gets refreshed on a weekly basis. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. Okay. So it's automated. Via this, and it's by this kind of okay 
not broadband, not narrow, medium band, always on. Right. Kind of. So it kind of trickles stuff down to the. It's box. like I mean, here in the UK we have teletext, mm. but obviously that's pretty low data rates. Mm. It's like 100 kilobits per second. This is, I think, looking at like a megabit per second. Right. Um, with some kind of stegon- steganographic encoding. Not the dinosaur style. Remember, we, we spoke about <laughs> that many episodes ago. Um, cool. So, basically, this service didn't do very well. I almost went down the pan, I think. But uh, so they've they've sold it. Yeah, it sold it to a, something called the Valuable Group, uh, an Indian conglomerate, mm-hmm. and he's looking to relaunch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, mean, I, I think the idea is good. Like, isn't that a good idea? Like, I I turn up to my TV. It's got a bunch of stuff I can watch right now. Um. Well, it is, except in a world where you can get stuff on demand. When suddenly you can deliver HD and SD content in real time over, mm-hmm. the, over the internet without waiting, mm. why do you have to limit yourself with this with a specific set of things that you can always... Yeah. hundred movies. Mm, well, but yet people still buy DVDs. I mean, behavior doesn't change. It's a bit... Um, I mean, you're able to get Blu-ray discs delivered yeah, through now. the post exactly yeah and um, you know the post has an amazing amount of bandwidth <laughs> exactly well it's uh, yeah I mean it's it's a few well it's, it's not amazing it's probably 8 gigabytes a day yeah I guess if you which is still like a that. lot I mean yeah I mean what's even on you're, you're here with you've got I don't know a gazillion megabits at home I mean I'd still struggle to download that in, yeah, in, exactly. in 8 gigs a day 8, 8 gigs, gigs a, a day. day yeah I'd struggle to download 8 gigs yeah, a day and I think someone would be knocking on your door anyway saying what are you doing here <laughs> this that's right um so that was kind of, uh, I guess, a bit there. The other thing was uh, Sony didn't. I don't know who, whether Sony announced it or not, but in the UK, again, they've launched a partnership with uh, Sky, mm-hmm. a thing called a GoView service on the PSP. Right. What does that do? Well, it looks like a kind of iTunes video or series and movie download for the PSP. Okay. Um, so presumably you have to stick a little memory card in the PSP because it's got... Yeah, it's and you have memory. to somehow... Mount your PSP or plug it into the to the USB onto the, onto the computer. You subscribe. Right. You pay to download content. Mm-hmm. And I think they're using the Marlin DRM stuff. Okay, I think um, and these open DRM solutions. How successful it'll be, I don't know. I mean, it's like a subset of a subset. I mean, you don't have to subscribe yeah. to Sky, but you have to subscribe and buy the content. Yeah, and the prices and are quite high. Yeah, and by um, the time you got, um, I don't know. I think I think with the PSP, like uh, you know. I think this would have been good fun to try. Unfortunately, my PSP is now <laughs> happily in Norway somewhere. Yeah. Someone enjoying it. Uh, thanks for buying that on eBay, by the way. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think they just missed the boat. Like, the whole kind of portable media thing mm-hmm. is kind of gone, you know, overtaken, especially with the iPhone and the iTouch kind of big screen formats now. So does that you mean know? iTunes has got it and GoView has no hope? I mean... I think they're going to struggle. I mean, yeah. when you look at the ease of the way, you know, the iPhone or the iTouch... You know, you, you put it in your dock and it automatically and also, syncs. who's and buying you, PSPs? I mean, you've got the younger kids, I guess, have got DSs. They're not into PSPs. Well, everyone's got DSs. Everyone's I mean, got them. Or do people have DSs and PSPs? And so who's... And I mean, you, you read a DS and a PSP. The PSP quickly just sat gathering dust in a drawer. Yeah, because the games weren't anything that interested me. I was very happy. To, I would have been happy to buy UMD movies yeah. if they weren't more expensive than the DVDs in the first place. <laughs> Uh, so again, yeah. I think Sony just missed the opportunity there, and you know all the other. And they, the, I mean, it was the PSP is a great device for watching mm. watching movies and and the gameplay is fantastic. Out the Skype stuff, which wouldn't work on the existing model, you had to get There's a new no one. And I've seen that. I mean, you've seen the new PSP, the slim. I've never seen one actually. It's pretty much the, it's got slightly more rounded edges, but right. it looks the same. Yeah. What's the point of that? 
well, it's cost down for Sony, presumably. Oh, but presumably, I mean, yeah. but the fact that you couldn't launch some services like Skype on that device, I mean, yeah. Um, no, I think um, I think Sony needs to do a bit of soul searching about the PSP and off the boil. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's a great platform. It just needs someone in there to kind of drive it and get some key things right, get the content right, get the downloads right, get the games right. And uh, and you'd have a winner on your hands. Even now, there's nothing mm. that competes with that in a portable sense that actually has that well, I think graphic still, I mean, I haven't used it much with the PS3 as a portable, the location-free stuff. I mean, mm. that's still to be... be but really, you can download it. your content on the PS3 and then... Then you can sling it onto your PSP. Yeah. That would be mm. the idea. I haven't, maybe I should give that a try. Give it a go. I'll jump my PSP uh, again. I mean, we are... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We were talking about content delivery last week, and uh, I went and had a look at Juiced during the week. Oh, yeah. And uh, downloaded the client, and and it's actually got a surprising, surprisingly good array of not really prime content. <laughs> Niche content. Yeah, it's like uh, I kind of went to the comedy section and uh, watched a few things, and it, it, the the audio is fine, the video is fine, the sync yeah. between the audio and video is great. User interface is a bit wacky, so not it kind of takes sure over everything. What you're doing, yeah. Uh, so it's kind yeah, of interstitial ads and stuff they do. Yeah, between the ads change channels, little things pop up and tell you something like this on another channel's running, yeah. and other little ads pop up. So it's it's quite a nice platform once you get used to the user interface because it kind of like it's like there's nothing there. What do I do? Yeah, I start yeah. randomly clicking on things until I find something that does mm. things, and you work out what the things are. But uh, I mean, again, you look through all the content, and there's lots of stuff there. But, you know, there's lots of stuff on Sky as well. I mean, there's a thousand <laughs> channels on Sky, but you only watch about five of them. But it's not branded stuff. That's the thing you don't know. You don't know what to trust, what to look at, and you could exactly. waste a lot of time snacking not, or browsing yeah. or whatever. And then the other aspect to it that, again, they've kind of missed the point on is I'm not going to sit watching my laptop for streaming, and it's all streaming, for streaming content. Not um, Vaughn, then. It's all... Uh, it's, yeah, it's all, it's all streaming it's uh, well, in fact, I mean, it is VOD in the sense that they have channels, but it's kind of like one VOD thing after another VOD thing after another VOD thing, if you like. It's kind of yeah, like, yeah, but if you, don't, if you don't do anything, you'll get something else that they think you might yeah. like. Yeah, so you keep, but you have to dive in at some point and say, oh, I want to watch this. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's got lots of stuff, but it, uh, I think there's two problems. The one is, uh, you know, you'd want to have it on your TV, so you need yeah. to get your computer hooked up to your TV somehow. Yeah. If you had a juiced box. That could work. Would you buy it? No, probably not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, the con- but that's the other thing, is the content. It's about the content. I mean, if they had, like, premium something. Like, it looked on the movies, right? Yeah. And I never heard of any of the movies. No, not a single movie in the history of the world I've ever heard of on the big list in Juice. So, you know, you again. see the BBC stuff? Uh, I think BBC's on Babelgum, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Babelgum, yeah. I didn't look at it. No, I didn't, didn't see anything. Mm. There you go. So that's um, that's update on cheese. Nice interface. Looks nice, but uh, the rest. you need the content. Right, mobile, mm-hmm. uh, iPhone. Almost a week. It's been now. And a million sold, sold, and ten million apps downloaded. Wow, that's uh, that's a big take up rate. Not bad. Ten per iPhone, which is phenomenal. But a lot of them, probably nine uh, of them uh, free. <laughs> yeah, at least nine of them free, I guess. <laughs> and some quite cool apps coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, one I saw here uh, called Data Case, which allows you to use your uh, iPod, or presumably iPod Touch, as a remote drive, which looks pretty That cool. looks very cool. Because I'd always imagine it would be very cool to be able to kind of come home and your iPhone automatically wakes up and syncs itself to everything and maybe does a backup of files or something. Yeah. 
No, it's just cool. handy to carry stuff around with you, I suppose. Use it as, I mean, it's one less thing to lug around. A lot of people now have little memory mm. sticks they carry around. Yeah, if you've um, just got an iPhone, then you're all sorted. Get on there. Um, I don't know anyone who's got an iPhone 3G yet. I haven't seen anyone. No, I think one. they're pretty much sold out in most places at the moment. Yeah, a bit hard to get hold of. because the uh, second rounds to come through. Yep. Um, but uh, certainly, Apple seems to have done pretty well out of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the hack is kind of coming, I suppose. I mean, I haven't upgraded my iPhone yet. There's no way of upgrading it yet. Okay. Because um, you've got a... I've got a version 1 iPhone. Version 1 iPhone? Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool, though. It does the trick. I mean, <laughs> it's the trick. And I mean, once you've got the version 2 software, you'll be able to do apps and all the other stuff. Yeah, all the app store. I mean, I've got apps on it anyway. That's the thing. You I'm do. not... Actually, it's funny. I saw some of the comments about some of the uh, the iTunes apps, and they were yeah. going, oh, this is this is like a first-generation, you know, hacked <laughs> app. You know, they're, they're much better. These I can't believe they didn't put, you know, like, yeah. obviously, they put I a lot of effort into those. scheme wasn't... It was like first come, first serve. They didn't, you know, right. literally anyone can publish an app, and they much right go by that oh well, uh, you're gonna have thousands and thousands of apps that's yeah. i didn't find out what the 70 dollar app was yet i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be it's up there quite impressive um i guess the other stuff going on has been uh e3 which has been mm. happening this week so there's been a major press fest from nintendo mm-hmm. um sony and you've even got me saying it sony <laughs> and um microsoft as well and i haven't seen uh-huh. any reports from microsoft Wow. Other than... Uh, no, I haven't seen anything from Microsoft. I've yeah. seen some stuff from Nintendo. Nintendo was generally underwhelming. The yeah, so It got was kind of, oh, Nintendo won't be good, and they introducing like a rock band kind of thing or a band thing where you mm-hmm. can... Oh, like uh, Wii Music. Yeah, Wii Music. Right. Um, the I guess the only... The, a couple of things they announced was Wii Speak, where there's, they're putting a, like like a, a microphone, microphone. Oh, and they're okay. introducing right, cool. a kind of um, virtual world where you can speak to people and stuff. As well, like telephone? community, oh. no, like a <laughs> no, so we communities you can go oh, okay, and so you can talk no, to the people, yeah, just like a, right. your me's can mingle and all this kind of right. stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so the microphone there sounds a bit dodgy to me, and uh, and some sort of an add on to the Wiimote to yeah, make it more sensitive for mm. a new they're gonna have a Wii Sport Island or Wii something, Sports Resort or something, Sports Resort, that's yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So it's actually the little add on to the bottom of the Wiimote, uh, is actually a, a gyroscope chip. And they've got accelero- accelerometer chips in the Wiimote and the Nunchuck, but this is actually a gyroscope, uh, which allows you to work out angular momentum. Right. So where you're actually moving it in relation to, or how much you've moved free it. Space. It's the, yeah, it's free space. It's the relative space. distance yep. as opposed to the relative yep. acceleration. So it's actually... I mean, uh, the, the nice thing about that is that it gives you, with a gyroscope, it gives you in three dimensions an exact uh, location of, you know, how far it's... Tilted upwards in what angle, in what direction, at any one physical yeah, point. Which at the moment, with the the remote's limited by what it can see. If it can't see the LEDs coming out, yeah, the so it's going to be front, restricted it to the screen. Is. Yep, exactly. Which is why it does some pretty cool things at the moment because it actually, when you're on the screen, you've got you know two D pointing effectively. Yeah. But the gyroscope will give you, uh, you know, it can be pointing anywhere and have it in anywhere in space, and it'll know what angle and where it's pointing. So. Uh, the idea being it'll give uh, cooler sword fighting play action. Yeah, and uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed has been unleashed on a few people to have a go at. Ooh, apparently. cool. And apparently the weird thing was you don't play a Jedi, you play a bad guy. Really? Ah, yeah. so it's a bit of a, a, bit of a yeah. kick to And it. I think there was a Force Unleashed version I saw so you on, always a, lose? on an iPhone as well where you could do Force <laughs> oh, Maneuvers cool. and stuff. And wow. But it was more blocking shots than um, right. actually, actually fighting with the old lightsaber because obviously it's a bit tricky to look at the screen if you're waggling it around. Oh yeah, because so. you've got to point at it. And, yeah. <laughs> so I think you're blocking shots and then doing mm-hmm. forcey stuff. Mm-hmm. So. 
Um, Sony, we talked earlier on about the video service they're announcing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've announced a bigger PS3. Dropped the price to it. It's like an 80 gig version. All right, nice. Same price as the existing one. Okay. Um, can't really see anything else. I mean, games-wise, it's just like ho-hum. Games. Mm. More games, bigger, better, faster, more. That kind of stuff. Um, I yeah, think I mean, the result from A3 wasn't really exactly kind of is anything... You know, game changing, so to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, games go on. Um, I've been playing a bit with my Wii Fit. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I was going to say, James, you're looking pretty good today, so uh, it's fat. clearly working. Yeah, yeah. I need to get my extra legs because it bounces again. It's it's all the, it's all about the sensors. I mean, essentially, uh-huh. I've got deep shag carpet in my uh, <laughs> in my uh, my viewing area for my mm-hmm. viewing pleasure. Yep. And the mm-hmm. the Wii uh, balance board has got legs on, mm-hmm. but they're quite stumpy legs. Right. So it's a bit like, you know, if you have speakers, often they'll have spikes on, so they hit yeah, the ground. Them. Basically, I need spikes on my Wii right. balance board, otherwise it's not hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. It's actually bottoming out on the carpet, so... Oh, right, because it, it doesn't actually bend as you... It doesn't bend, it. no. It's a, fa- right. it's a heavy piece of kit. I mean, no really? messing... It's, you know, it's it can take... Right. It says up to 150 kilos. Crikey. Wait, but at the moment... You know, I'm not quite 150 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm moving on, but it doesn't... The, the centre of the balance board actually hits the carpet. Oh, right, okay. The carpet's right. that deep shack. So yep. uh, you yep, can so buy... So it can't get that actual... It's not suspended. It's actually, yeah, it's actually kind of softening. So yeah. I've, I've um, ordered some special Wii extension feet, Nintendo. Ooh. We're arriving from Germany <laughs> when they've made them. <laughs> nice one. Well, when you've got that, you'll have to give us some more feedback on... Yeah, and see how... Your exercise regime is going. Nice. Um, other stuff. We, we we have two other stuff articles this week. Um, both stunning. <laughs> both completely <laughs> crazy. I mean, we were talking about robots a little while ago, and you really kind of have to look in the show notes probably for the link for this yeah. robot dog thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> big dog. Big dog. It's called big dog, and it's spooky. I mean. Uh, it's difficult. It looks. <laughs> so it it's looks like a head- It's not like a Cerberus <laughs> with eight heads. It's a. It's a headless dog. <laughs> this um, big dog is the size of a large dog or small mule. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a mule, a headless mule. Yeah, it does. And uh, one meter long, point seven meters tall, weighs about seventy five kilos. It's got an. It's got a proper engine on it, so it's got mm-hmm. a, a combustion engine on it, mm. and all sorts of sensors over it. And it walks. I mean. Runs at well, runs walks at did you, I mean, four did you miles watch per the hour. Video, it's quite. No, I haven't seen the video. Oh, it's spooky. It's yeah, funny. and this guy tries Does it to look kind of natural in terms of. No, it looks weird. It looks weird, yeah, right? weird. But this guy's trying to like kick it over, and it won't fall down. And it's walking on ice, and it's walking on wow. bricks, and it's walking on snow. And wow, that's impressive. Um, walking okay. up a hill, and it looks spooky. Right, so it just keeps coming. It's like one of these things from yeah, a horror it's like, film. Ah, ah, you could probably like shoot it. Wow. and it looks. If it was quiet, it would be very scary. But was it noisy? Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it's running on gasoline. Yeah, it? it sounds like a like a mosquito <laughs> on acid or something. Very a big noisy. mosquito. But it, I mean, cool. You know, I guess you just put a machine gun on it or something and just get yeah. it to run along and shoot people. Mm. But, um, Fantastic. And so it was another brought to you by DARPA. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is yeah. what we've been working on: Defence Advanced Research Project Agency. <laughs> Um, and uh, talking about the gadgets that you need in uh, in London. Yes, all this knife action going on at the moment. Yeah, so if you want to protect yourself and, you know, it often rains here, as it was raining Indeed. this afternoon, uh, you need the unbreakable umbrella. <laughs> yes. 
which again, you have to watch the video. Yeah, and when you sent me this link, James, I must confess, I looked at this and went, what? <laughs> but when you see the video, you go, no, there's okay. There's a guy like standing on it between two chairs, and then he's. <laughs> then he finishes doing his little test. Pull ups on it. Um, and then pops the umbrella up and works like yeah, you. And it's made apparently of. Uh, he beats a watermelon up with it. He slices the watermelon yeah. in half with it and yeah. jabs, gets a. There's another one, I don't know if you saw it, with a guy with a um, punch bag. And he's yeah, really, he's beating, he's and he's really like having a smack it. around, yeah. yeah. So apparently, this is the uh, weapon of choice for most <laughs> most bodyguards because it's not it's not particularly heavy. Yeah, you can, and you do need one when it rains. Yeah, like, yeah, you do need one when it rains. <laughs> well, I do like the way that the funny thing about the video is like he does all these amazing tests with you know smashing up this watermelon or yeah. hanging off it or you know, beating it up and pops it up and look, it still works. It's fantastic, impressive piece of stealth engineering. Yep. Self-engineering kind of safety equipment. So, Excellent. Yeah. So if you know anything about that, do drop us a line. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Anything about umbrellas or anything else that's Big dogs, small dogs. <laughs> robots, you name it. Um, That'd be great. Good to hear from you. And thanks very much for listening. Do tell your friends. And uh, sign up for us on iTunes. All right. Well, have a great week. I'll catch you later. Okay. Bye from me, James. And bye from me, Ian. Cheers. Bye.